Hello folks, this is Jason here, and thanks for tuning in to the Santa Banter Podcast. A quick message before we start the episode. The last thing we want is to ruin the Christmas magic for any children out there. We will be discussing some of the -the behind-the-scenes aspects of the Christmas season, so it may not be best for little ears to hear. Parents, we do encourage you to listen though. You might learn a tip or two about making the most wonderful time of year a little more magical. Anyway, on with the episode. And welcome welcome to to Santa Banter. Banter a podcast for those who love to get dressed up in the big red suit. Hi, my name's Santa Jason. And I am Santa Dave. (laughs) And this is episode two. Santa, what did we call it, Dave? Santa in odd places? Santa in in unusual places. Santa in unusual places. Uh, Dave, how are you doing today? What a great start to the episode. I've forgotten what we're going to call it. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. It happens. It happens to us all, you know. But uh, yeah, Santa in unusual places is is what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you, Santa Jason? Oh, I'm great today, mate. I've uh, I locked my keys in the house, and then I accidentally put the sponge in the fridge when I was going to put the bottle of water in the fridge. I put them in the opposite spot, so I'm uh, oh, off to no. a great off to a great start today. <laughs> oh no, that's uh, it happens. It happens to us all. Don't you worry. Yeah, sorry, you were saying your girlfriend? <laughs> oh, as I say, my girlfriend lives close by, uh, works close by, so I was able to get the spare keys, but uh, to rock up there for the second Monday in a row and say, I uh, left my keys, locked my keys inside, I need your set. So I've now hidden a key. At, at least they weren't in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. You know, imagine if you'd done like all three of those things at the same time and yeah. <laughs> Not good. I put the keys in the <laughs> fridge and I've taken the tomato sauce and I've walked out of the house with that instead of the keys. <laughs> it's not going to get me back in the house. Hey, you never know when you're going to need tomato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually uh, got a bottle sitting in my locker at work for that exact reason. Because the last thing you want is oh, to have to pay right. for sauce or, you know, you're having a shepherd's pie I cooked this week and I'm like, oh, wish I had it. So... I'm not paying 50 cents for one of those squirty little things of sauce when you can get a whole bottle for $2. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I uh, It actually amazed me when um, <laughs> when I've had people come over from America who I've worked with in, a, in another job and you show them the squirty sachets, the fold in half, mm. and they have no idea how to use it. And yeah, I forget on how just every day that is for for us Australians and how unique that is to other parts of the world. Yeah. I, I had no clue how to use it the first time I, cause I moved from England when I was 10 years old and had no clue how to use those, but uh, you know, they make a lot of sense. They're pretty cool. And they, they sometimes they're, they're just not enough sauce. Um, <laughs> it depends on what you're eating. You know, for like a, for a potato cake, fine. Sausage roll. You know, sure. Or if you're in another state, potato scallop, whatever they call it. But, um, yeah, they're just okay. But then, uh, yeah, if you're having a meat pie, you almost need two of those. Here's a controversial question with the sauce packets. And maybe this is something unique that only I do. When you've squeezed out the majority of the sauce, 90% of it, do you suck the little bit of sauce out of the end? Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. You've got to. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I had somebody see me do it once and just asked me what I was doing and I've never realized why that it was a bad i just thought that was what everybody did suck the sauce out of the 
last of the session. You've got to get your 50 cents worth. You've got to get, <laughs> you know, you've got to get your money's worth. Uh, here's another controversial question. Sauce in the fridge or sauce in the cupboard? I fence it a little bit. Uh, my opinion mm. is that the sauce should be colder than what you ever, whatever you put it on. So often yes, that yes. can be in the cupboard. If you're at a barbecue, you can, if it's been sitting out on the table all day, that's fine. But if you have uh, a ham, you know, ham sandwich and you want to put sauce on it, warm sauce on cold meat is awkward. So I, I mm. tend to leave it in the fridge. That's my kind of, but only because I have and on room temperature things as much as I do on hot things. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely a fridge kind of guy because I like I like that cold sauce when you're eating hot chips or oh, yeah. something hot. It just kind of cools it down a little bit, you know? Yeah. I'd love to... Uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> look, I, I will lean towards fridge, but yeah, it's... Mm. Um, look, we've already gone potato scallop sauce in the fridge. A few, a few kind of divisive topics already, but let's go for something a little <laughs> bit less... You know, split the audience. Um, let's let's chat about where we've been as Santa and where you've seen Santas and where Santa should be seen. Um, yeah. Well, look, I've got I've got the first one for you already. You know, Santa got to be in the North Pole. That's you know that's that's where he's got to be, right? That's and the that's the end of this week's episode. That's that sums it right and up, and we're that's done. It. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's it. North Pole and North Pole only. Yeah, North Pole only. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... No, I mean, look, I've I've seen Santa oh, as a kid. I it was always shopping centers. It always was. Mm. I remember one time though, as a kid, I went to see a Santa. My parents took me to this magical place. It was this um, uh, where was it? It was in England. So you know, in in England, Christmas is a little bit different because it's cold, it's snowy, it's that traditional Christmas that you see on the movies. You know. Yeah. Um, and we went to this castle. I think it was Barnard oh. Castle. Like, I, don't quote me on that. But it, we went to this castle, right? And they had a Santa set up in the castle, oh. and it was like. I'm sure there was a lot of Santas there. It wasn't just the one because it was very busy and you had to book it out uh, like about a year before you went to see it. So like really you had to book it the previous December. Yeah. That's how popular it was because not only that, the Santas actually gave out decent presents. Um, I remember that I got a BB gun right, <laughs> from this Santa. And that's we're talking glorious. like I was, eight, I was eight years old, right? And BB guns were the best. Uh, my mum and dad actually made me take it back and, and get another present. They were really against BB guns and probably for a re- you know, reasonable reason because uh, I think the year after BB guns became illegal in England. Right. So, um, I, but I exchanged it for the most boring present, a calculator. Oh. Um, so I remember I was pretty upset with Santa that year, but it was amazing going into this castle and seeing Santa there. And like, I had no idea that Santa was going to be in the castle. It was kind of a surprise from my parents, you know, um, there, were, there was lots of uh, there was a garden there and stuff, and they were taking me around the garden. And I was quite bored because gardens are pretty boring when you're eight sure. years old. Um, and then yeah, and then took me through, and oh my god, it was Santa! I was wondering what we were lining up for, and had no idea. And um, yeah, what a surprise! So yeah, I think it was always shopping centers, but I remember that one time that was that was pretty amazing. Yeah. What about you? Do you remember seeing Santa in any unusual places when you were a kid? Well, a car- I was going to say a castle's exciting. At the best of times, let alone mm. with or without a Santa. Um, yes. There's not too many castles in Australia. There's Cryo Castle, which uh, I went to a couple of times as a kid, but 
it was wasn't Santa uh, going on. Um, but <laughs> growing up in Australia, and probably a lot of uh, listeners would would be able to speak to it, is the the Santa in the back of the CFA truck, um, yeah, the fire yes. truck. The you know my dad used to help put together a big carols by candlelight in Narry Warren outside Fountain Gate Shopping Centre, mm. and at the time it was one of the biggest outside of the My Music Bowl. Um, and so it would have yeah. the whole kit and caboodle. It would have obviously carols. It had a nativity scene. Um, and because he put it together a couple of times, I got to be in the nativity scene as like a wise man riding a camel or shepherd or, you know, a bit of a, <laughs> what's the word? Nepotism there. Um, but <laughs> then they would have the Santa come in on the back of the fire truck and do its, its bit. So yeah. that's always, even now you see a Santa on the back of a fire truck as a Santa and go, Oh damn! Like I wish I got a fire truck. I want to like I want to be on a fire oh, truck, no. Santa. <laughs> yeah, how cool! I mean, yeah, the CFA they do really good Santas. I think uh, um, absolutely just that bit of fun. And they I know there's a what in, back in near my parents' place. There's a um, every year there's this house that does amazing lights, and it's always on TV, all the news programs and stuff like that. And every year the CFA come to the opening of that. And, um, oh, the Santa's, he's just great. You know, he's just fantastic. Oh. Real bearded Santa just really gets the whole, you know, the whole town going really like it's, yeah. Brilliant. I think, I think that's de- definitely the, 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 like almost the peak of Australian culture. It's like a, such a peak of, yeah. uh, the Santa or the CFA truck. Oh, I wonder if I assume other countries would have a fire truck with a Santa, but maybe they would actually have sleds because of snow. I'd, I'd love to know if yeah. uh, other countries Santas do fire trucks as well. Fire trucks, maybe police cars, ambulances. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be good to find out. If anyone knows, make sure you uh, chuck us an email or send us a message on the uh, Facebook or the Instagram. That would be great to know the, uh, uh, if that happens in other countries. Yeah, the details of those are at the, will be at the end of the episode. There's a bit of a cliffhanger. Got to wait till the end. Um, but I do remember a couple of times. <laughs> Going to shopping centers as a kid and seeing Santa. There's one in particular where I was probably about six ish, you know, I couldn't say exactly. And mm. you see the Santa, you want the photo, and you crack the sads because you can't get the photo. You, you know, you want to, oh, mum, I want to go and get a photo. And obviously, you know, it's X amount of money. And if the parents aren't um, ready at that time to do it, they can't just go and get it just because. And they're like, no, we're yeah. so busy today or, or they've had enough of me carrying on, me and my siblings. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of sadness that comes when I see kids want to come and get a photo or want to come and see Santa in a shopping centre, but their parents are on the mission or they'll have had enough of shopping or they just want to get in, get their yeah. $40 air fry from Kmart and get out again. You know, the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're just you know you you got to you wave as they go past and yeah it's sad isn't it I know um, you see that quite often the parents are just trying to rush them along and um, yeah uh, it is what it is but if you feel sorry for those kids and especially uh, yeah those parents that when they're like getting annoyed at them you know and they're having a magical time the parents are like no 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 we've got to go come on come on come on um, yeah. yeah it takes a bit away that magic but it's rare it's rare it happens a couple of times but. And I, th- I enjoy doing the the Wandering Santa a little more for that reason because you can say hello to the kids, have a quick like, hey, you're going, without 
interrupting the parents' movements too much. Whereas if you have to get in line, wait for yes. even one or two people, it's, you know, uh, it can get frustrating if you are on a tight schedule, you know, you're in between picking kids up from school and making dinner and, you know, just general life stuff. Whereas if you're walking to a shopping centre and there's a Santa wandering around, oh, you know, Santa's there. Hello, Santa. Like, give them a hug. Give them a, yeah. like, you know, high five. And that's like, you know, so... Uh, yeah, I, I would I, recommend I love, to parents I love doing being that. A roaming Santa. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Sorry. Oh, I was gonna. I was just saying that parents, if parents are listening, find a small shopping center that has a Santa, even if it's only for two or three hours on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, and take mm. your kid there. You won't have to wait as long. You can have almost a more intimate time with Santa. Uh, you may not get the same yeah. professional photo, but you'll be able to have that experience. So you can even do both a free particularly parents who may not be as well off they can meet the santa in a free uh less time constraint way and um you know some of those smaller shopping centers yeah they they definitely uh no not as much waiting the photos might be cheaper if they do photos at all you know they might be able to get a photo on your phone because certainly the biggest shopping centers the lines are always going to be bigger uh the prices for the photos are going to be more expensive they are, they, you know, it's, there's there's lots to it. And obviously there's benefits to that because usually the sets are more extravagant. The yep. Santas are maybe a little bit better um, at the bigger shopping centers. And it's part of that experience. And you probably, people live closer to bigger shopping centers as well. But those smaller ones, they, they you know, it, the only thing with the smaller ones is maybe they'll only have Santa maybe there, like you said, three hours on a Saturday and maybe only a couple of weeks before Christmas. At those bigger mm. shopping centers, at least, uh, were there, you know, a month and a half beforehand. Uh, but also a good tip for parents is go a bit early. Um, <laughs> go in that, you know, late November, early December when the lines aren't as big if you want to quickly um, get your kid through to see Santa as well. If there's a motto for this podcast, it would be take your kids in November to, to see Santa. <laughs> take If yes. that's one thing I can give to parents, take your kids in November. You'll be less stressed. The kids will be less stressed. Santa will be less busy. Take your kids in November. I keep telling that to parents, particularly of younger kids who might be, say, one or two. And I might break character because the kids aren't really, aren't speaking or they're they're a bit young for that. I will say, hey, come back in November. You can have, you know, come back early. You can have more time, be more relaxed. Um, You'll be more relaxed and you'll get a better photo because you can spend five minutes and the kids can be very comfortable. Uh, But again... That's a whole other episode where we talk about how we manage kids in a volatile situation. Yeah, there's a, I guess there's a lot to dig in there because definitely the way I do Santa in November is very different to the way I do Santa in December. Um, mm. Just has to be, you know, it just has to be. Mm. Um, all right, so let's 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 leave that for another episode. I think that'll be that'll be great. Let's, um, I mean, let's talk about Santa's. Where have you, Jason, where have you been a Santa personally where a Santa usually wouldn't be? Well, one of my favorite, this this is kind of bridging it a little bit. One of my favorite where Santa isn't usually is in the house of my nieces and nephews. So this oh. is a bit of a, uh, for, for both my sister's kids and my girlfriend's brother's kids, uh, you know, Christmas Eve, I'll often, you know, sneak around their house, put some presents under their tree, 
take something out of the fridge and I'll get mm. you know my fa- one of my family members or my girlfriend to film it and I'll be fully suited up so that in the morning when the kids wake up and they're oh there's presents oh look what I you know show them the video and it's you know that is super heartwarming because it's just to watch their faces idea. yeah and I'll encourage all Santas to do it for your kids do it for your grandkids do it for a friend's kids because if the kid mm. goes to bed at eight o'clock, you can sneak around and do a couple of little of these, and um, that way it's it's adds a whole other level to it. Uh, so that's one place that a Santa, a fully kitted up Santa. And depending on the age of your kids, they probably wouldn't even realise. No, absolutely not. And uh, the the video we have a video of my girlfriend's family watching it back and they just lose their minds the first time she was speech that the six-year-old was speechless and the second time she's just like jason jason it's santa and he stole some cheese why did he steal cheese like he shouldn't have eaten the crackers Uh, it's just very heartwarming um but that's one of the places but on a little bit less that's a little bit more normal like while it's not an everyday place it's a it's a place that you would kind of expect um but i've done some santa's at uh, some nightclubs and some pubs, um, which have always been yeah. absolute hilarious. You're doing it for, you know, 20, 30-year-olds who are out after a few uh, a few cordials and, uh, you know, they have a little photo booth set up there. And, um, you know, I've done it as... I've done it as a like a hip-hop Santa with a gold chain around my neck and some big glasses. I've done it as a... Uh, a redneck Santa with a singlet on and like a bandana and over the top of the wig. Uh, I've done it as a metal, a, a rock metal Santa. Yeah, so I had nice. like kiss makeup on and I did it as a, uh, wow. like a, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, um, speaking, speaking of nightclubs, I, I've definitely seen a couple at nightclubs too. Uh, I used to, I used to work at nightclubs as a photographer and, um, we had a Santa, um, every year, um, bit more like Aussie, like short sleeve shorts on just because it would have been really warm in there, but that was always great. Um, it, you know, Santa's not just for kids. He's for adults too. <laughs> and after a few cordials, like you said, he's the, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's brilliant. And you get some interesting requests there, different to what you get from kids. Uh, there was a couple who were like, oh, Santa, I want to take you home for Christmas. Like, oh no, Mrs. Claus wouldn't want me to. You know, Mrs. Claus wants me come home back before midnight. <laughs> it's quite um, it's quite cheeky. It's not for every Santa. Like, not every Santa would enjoy that kind of environment. <laughs> but when you get paid a bit of cash and some free drinks yourself, it's uh, it's quite a fun environment and an unorthodox environment for for a Santa. Yeah. So you were taking the photos of the Santas and that you were behind the lens. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, again, this is before I even. I think before I even worked at Santa as a photographer, you know, those five years ago as a manager, I think I was taking photos at the nightclubs of the Santas and things like that. Yeah. Kind of just like a precursor and a bit of like a... <laughs> Foreshadowing. Must be fate that I became Santa one day, you know, I would... Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, personally for me, I, I, I've i been um, a Santa at a couple of different places. Oh. Not necessarily... I haven't done it at a nightclub. I would love to. Um, I haven't done it at a pub, but I have done it at parties, with, like for adults. So um, I think I mentioned this before a couple of weeks ago. I, I'm a teacher, 
And um, a, lot, a couple of years ago, we had our staff after party, right? And teachers, at the end of the term, at the end of the year, the kids have gone, we drink a lot of cordial, right? And um, <laughs> I thought it would be hilarious to to go and shock everyone and just quickly change into the, the you know, Santa and come out, give presents and then go back and change again, you know, five minutes, not long. Um, and so I prepared it. I really went full on. I got the, the sack and I um, wrapped up whiteboard markers for everyone and gave <laughs> whiteboard markers out as presents because every teacher uh. will always need a whiteboard marker. And um, yeah, it was brilliant. I just uh, quickly went to the toilets, changed, uh, ran out, um, said hello to everyone. Everyone knew it was me. They knew I was doing Santa, but still the shock of it was, was hilarious. And um, <laughs> yeah, there's lots of people sitting on my lap and the principal the principal sat on my lap. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was hilarious. And then quickly went and changed back and yeah, came back out and pretended that nothing had happened. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because everyone was like, oh, you missed Santa. Ha, 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 you know, but um, yeah, that was... That was a bit of fun. That was a bit of fun. And I would love to do that again. I don't know whether I would do it again, but I would love to, I love the idea of it. You know, it was just uh, a bit of fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So the, the unfortunate thing is the following year at one of our staff parties, they got another Santa and they didn't even ask me. Really? They got someone else in from outside of the school. I was a bit, um, <laughs> yeah, oh. I was a bit upset, but also I uh, it didn't like. I'm glad that I didn't have to get changed into the suit because it was. I think it was like a 40 degree day, you know. So, yeah. look, the less time <laughs> you have to spend in a suit on a 40 plus degree day, the better. You know, it's oh, mm. sweat oh, yeah. it out. The uh, I actually remember now you were saying that is when I was in kindergarten, I actually dressed up as a Santa to do a similar thing. We it was myself and I had a, someone dressed oh. up as a reindeer giving out the presents. And yeah, I was the Santa. So that's <laughs> going back a long way to uh, to be a, a Santa as a little kid. It's Maybe that's where my enjoyment of Christmas comes from. That uh, I'll try and find a photo of it. I've, I know mum's got one somewhere. So we'll, yeah. we'll dig it up for the, uh, for the Facebook page. But I think... That would be hilarious. I think, Dave, the... the Biggest thing, and this is where it's all coming back to, is want to hear the story about your wedding and about Santa Claus yes. showing up at your wedding and how you were almost dressed as Santa Claus at your wedding. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, look, before I even start, my wife and I met uh, through Santa. So I think, I, I don't know if I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but... My wife and I met, um, I was managing a store. She was managing a store uh, four or five years ago. Um, and we met through that. We we're talking on the phone the following year. Um, I was managing the area and she was one of my staff. And um, we kept it professional until after the season. And then, yeah, we've been together since then. And, and so Santa has always been... And then, sorry, the following year we worked together as me as a Santa, her as an elf. And we've done that ever since. Um, so she always does it on the weekends. We're both teachers. Oh. So on the weekend, she she does the photography and I, I do Santa. And That's so, so we cute. do that together and it's 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 so much fun. Um, we, we bounce off each other really well. So we're like the A-team, you know, when, we, when we're together <laughs> on the set. But I think, um, so Santa has always kind of been special to us. My wife would have killed me if she knew I was planning this. But at our wedding, originally, the year before, I was planning on getting about 10 Santas 
to <laughs> walk in during the ceremony. I thought it would be hilarious to reserve the front seats and just, you know, around that time, you know, halfway through, just have 10 Santas, you know, rock up, oh, come and wow. sit down the front. Um, I thought that would be hilarious. The problem was that we set our wedding date as the 23rd of December. Right? <laughs> so not a great day. Yeah, not a great date to try and organize 10 Santas, you know, at 4 or 5 p.m. in the afternoon. It wasn't going to happen. So um, my next thing was maybe maybe I should be a Santa, you know, come Santa on my wedding day. And originally, because I was wearing a burgundy suit, um, and not not because of Santa, I just really liked to wear a burgundy suit. I really wanted to wear that. It's a great color. But it would have worked, you know, if I'd had Velcro. Yeah, it is. If I'd wanted Velcro, you know, if I'd had Velcro on the inside and brought out some fluff and put the fluff on and then put a, you know, put a hat on that was the same color or something, it would have been funny. But <laughs> uh, I think my wife actually would have not gone through with the wedding if I had done that. If she turns um, to walk down the aisle, you know, whether it was on the arm of her dad <laughs> or whoever, and turns around and sees you waiting at the altar and you turn around and you've got the beard, the burgundy suit, the hat. <laughs> Do you think she would have just kept walking the opposite direction out of the church, jump in the waiting car and see you later? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I would have seen her for the rest of that day. Yeah, I think everyone <laughs> would have gone home disappointed. Um, and I would have been laughing until that happened. But um, yeah, I thought it would be hilarious. All my groomsmen were all in the burgundy. I thought it would have been really fun. Yeah, but that, I thought that wasn't the best idea. Um, so <laughs> the next idea was to get to get a Santa at the um, reception. You know, I thought that would Ooh. be manageable. Uh, like, you know, around nine o'clock when, you know, no Santa sets would have been running anyway. Um, so I asked my friend Santa Colin, um, who is a real bearded Santa. Shout out, Santa Colin. He's fantastic. He's a really brilliant Santa. One of the best Santas in Melbourne. Uh, got the real beard. He's just fantastic. And um, he was amazing. He w- he came to the, the wedding. And it was hard for me to organize it with him because, of course, on your wedding day, you're not looking at your phone. So I'd, I'd let him know roughly what time we I wanted him to show up. And um, I'd let the, the, the venue know and I'd let the band know just so that they knew he was coming. Sure. Um, and left it with them, you know, and we were running overtime and I was really worried, you know, I was like, oh my God, he's probably in the suit hot somewhere. Like, um, but he was so cool about it and it was at a great time because my wife had organized a surprise for me and she had no idea that I'd organized a surprise for her. So, um, (laughs) her and all the groomsmen did a, you know, one of those dances, the wedding dances, and it was hilarious. And, um, and then, yeah. And then at the end of that, uh, the band said, you know, and we got another surprise. Um, someone, we got a special guest here and there was the big knock at the door, you know? And I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. Oh. Like so glad. Cause I thought, you know, it was, it was hot in that venue. I thought he's probably been waiting there for a couple of hours. Like surely he's gone home by now. Um, now there's the knock at the door and up in comes Santa and, Oh, it was the best. Everyone oh. loved him. And, um, it was Oh, it was just fantastic. Everyone got photos, you know, jumped in the photo booth with Santa. The photographer was there. The videographer got footage of it. It was just, you know, and people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you got Santa at the wedding. But also, of course you got Santa (laughs) at the wedding. Like, um, it was, yeah, it was fantastic. And, um, Colin did such a great job and I'll, it's just a memory that I'll never, ever forget. And, um, yeah, I think it's really cemented, you know, I think, I think Santa's going to be, have to be important for us for the rest of our lives, you know? So 
yeah, it was, um, what a day and just, yeah, it was fantastic. And so, you know, Santa at a wedding, it can happen. That's um, so perfect. Yeah. It's so perfect, particularly really with was. the both of you having that experience meeting through Santa and spending all that time and saving for the wedding by doing Santa uh, and getting to that point yes. and having Santa Colin, who uh, no doubt we'll have on here at some point soon because he's a wealth of Santa knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm a bit jealous. Like <laughs> I need to either get a Santa for my wedding if that happens or... Uh, yeah, maybe I'll just actually rock up as Santa to the reception and and. Hey, you. Why don't we? Why don't you do my original idea? You know, you'll have me. We'll get Colin. We'll get a few other Santas. You can do the Santa. We'll just have twenty Santas at your wedding. It'll All right, fun. folks. So if you're listening to this <laughs> and you want to RSVP, there's no date for the wedding. But if you want to RSVP, send us an email. <laughs> no, we've got a lot to jump through before I actually get to that point. But <laughs> <laughs> I um, uh, it's. That's, that is amazing. And I think that those sort of experiences, like we were saying about Santa in unorthodox spaces, places, can either really cement an amazing experience and just, we've, we've mentioned it a couple of times that even if you are uh, old enough to know the story of Santa and know that Santa isn't always, isn't real, but it's people playing Santa, uh, but you still don't lose that childlike excitement of seeing Santa and being able to sit on Santa's knee, even as a yeah. 20, 30, 40, 70 year old. It's still, how did you, I don't know if your grandparents are still, still here or not, but how did you and your partners, you know, grandparents, uncles react to seeing Santa and being able to sit on Santa's Colin's knee and, and have a, a photo oh, or two. They loved it. Yeah. They were so happy. You know, it doesn't matter what age, um, our grandparents weren't there, but, um, our uncles, aunties, um, loved it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. What an experience. They were so thrilled with the <laughs> fact that there was a Santa there because let's be real. They probably, um, those that are over 60, 70 probably haven't seen Santa or gotten a chance to have a photo with Santa for a while, unless they've seen him at something else, you know, but um, or, or unless they are Santa themselves, mm. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, like it's, it's, yeah, I think, um, the smiles on their faces and the amount of photos that, uh, Colin got with everyone. It was, yeah. What a, what an experience for everyone. I guess, um, you were saying like, it, it can be an exciting experience and it's one of those, when you see Santa in one of those unusual places, it can be the best experience. Mm. Um, but there's also the risk of it being a little bit cringy um, and being not okay. Um, you yeah. know, for example, being a Santa, uh, let's say at a party that, you know, you've been asked to be a Santa at, like a staff party or something like that, or um, being a Santa where, you know, people will take it well, fine. Right. But yep. perhaps let's just say being a Santa walking down the streets with no purpose whatsoever you may just get, you know, arrested. It's it's possible. <laughs> There's there are people who friends of mine who have said, Oh, you should just, you know, rock up to the pub in a Santa suit. And you go, Okay, that's kind of funny if you're in a half a Santa suit. You know, you see the ones that are at a reject shop that are like a pair of shorts and a a jacket and a fake beard. You go, Okay, if you're doing that in like the last week before Christmas, that's a little bit funny. Whatever, but if you rock up in a full Santa suit at 
a restaurant or a pub or at the cafe, on one hand, people are like, oh, it's Santa. But the other hand is there's no context for Santa in that space. And there is the thought of like, who is it? Why are they here? Are they being a creep? Is it like, what's the what's the situation? A lot of people won't go to the creep straight away, but it's it's kind of odd just to see a Santa not in his usual habitat, you know, not in a shopping centre or in a, an event or on television or on the back of a fire truck, like we mentioned, or at a wedding, if like like yours. Um, but, yeah. you know, people have said to me, oh, you should just, you know, walk through the shopping centre, you know, drive to work in the Santa suit. I'm like, imagine getting pulled over by the police, say if you've, you know speeding or you pull over at a service station to fill up with fuel and there's Santa like that is such an odd situation to put a child in but adults yeah they it get is. it but it's to put the it child in it can be in. very unprofessional oh absolutely yeah it can be unprofessional and 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 something that we shouldn't do as santas is is just be a, you you can't just do it in random places because yeah like you said imagine a child saw santa driving a car santa doesn't drive a car santa drives a sleigh you know and what's he doing Outside of the North Pole or outside of a shopping centre, mm. you know, it's just it, sometimes it's not okay and it's not professional. Um, it can be funny, it can be okay, but I think it's up to us as Santas to make smart decisions about where we do Santa. Absolutely, because we're not just affecting ourselves; we're representing Santa, and it affects other Santas. Because then a child might see you at a service station uh, dressed as Santa in a full Santa outfit. Then the next Santa they go and see in two or three days time to get a photo with. Oh, I saw you filling up with fuel a couple of days ago near my house. And that Mm. Santa then has Mm. to, has to manage that situation, which uh, look, if I had that situation come to me, then that's a, uh, that's a unique one. But you know, a child might say, Oh, I saw you at my primary school or at my daycare. You go, okay, that's a reasonable thing. You know, my, you know, my nephew had a Santa come for his graduation and Santa gave out a little... was one of the parents dressed up in a basic suit. Great. But if yeah. uh, if I'd driven from my house 40 minutes away where my nephew's primary school, his uh, daycare was, uh, and then get out, fill up with fuel, you know, have a sandwich and keep going, it's um, it's a whole different kettle of fish. But that, lead, yeah. that leads on to uh, a situation that I... I put myself in at the end of last year Dave where I finished my last Santa um, set on the 23rd of December uh, was it were you married last year or was it the year before no last year yeah so on the same day I was married yeah okay <laughs> oh, so while you were getting married Dave I was actually flying to Adelaide to visit my uh, girlfriend's family for Christmas um, she had already gone over to get away as far away as possible from my wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very funny that this story happens at exactly the same time as your story. So <laughs> I think my flight was about 5 PM. So it would have been just as you got married. Um, and I actually flew uh, a bit for my old job. So I went in, I flew a few days earlier and I actually asked the uh, the airport lounge. Uh, hey, you know, I'm a frequent flyer here. If I come in in my Santa suit and flew, would I be allowed to do that? 
And I was really unsure of the response because yeah. some people had said, some friends had said, oh, that'd be a funny idea because you could get on the plane and, you know, the pilot would call you and say, oh, you know, we've actually got Santa riding with us today, but then, you know, it might be cute for any kids on the plane or kids at the airport. But because it wasn't an airport or an airplane mm. sanction thing, like we were just saying, it's kind of, a, it can be a little bit odd or a bit creepy. Like, why is this person doing that? So I had this conversation yeah. and they basically said, look, we have people come through on the plane, you know, obviously wearing traditional headscarves and various other um, outfits that cover majority of the face. And that's okay yeah. as long as they can show their ID that that's who it, who's the person on the ticket. Um, yeah. They have uh, actors and drag queens come through who are all made up in their various costumes. And so they're like, we... As long as yeah. they can show us photo ID and we can see that that's who the ticket is. This is with Virgin as well. So they were like, sure, let's, we'd, 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 we'd let you through. We'd let you fly as Santa. So I was very torn for those next few days leading up to the 23rd as to whether I would actually go to the airport as Santa, get in the Uber from my house. From, sorry, straight from the shopping center I went to the airport on the plane to Adelaide and then get to my girlfriend's house, mm. my girlfriend's parents' house. But uh, that's a tandy tip for any Santas is that according to Virgin Policy, you're allowed to fly a Santa. But uh, <laughs> after doing a six-hour shift on a 35-degree day, the last thing I wanted to do was sit in the suit for an extra two, three hours uh, in an uncomfortable plane, um, not being able to break character. Because that's the other part is if I'd gone to the airport yeah. and on the plane as Santa, I wouldn't have been able to break character the whole time, which would have been equally as hard as wearing the suit on a 35 degree day. And imagine if you'd been placed next to a child as well. Like it would be difficult. You'd be, you, it wouldn't be pleasurable for you. It would be, cause you'd have to have a two hour conversation with this child in character. You know, mm. it, would, it wouldn't, wouldn't be easy. It wouldn't be easy. But it would have made that child... That child would have lost its mind, though, which is the, like, exciting part oh, of absolutely. it. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being a kid, even if you're at that age where Santa may or may not be real, and you go back to your, your cousins or your, your, your school or whatever, like, oh, I sat next to Santa on the plane. And kids are like, Santa doesn't <laughs> fly on the plane. Santa goes on a sleigh. Uh, but what would your story have been? Like the sleigh's broken down or the reindeer aren't working or what's, what would your story have been? I would have said that Santa's just flying around to all the cities just to make sure that everything's ready for when he comes in a couple of nights. And just to make sure that, you know, everything's where it's supposed to be. He does it every year because if something's not right, if the, you know, just to last minute checks, I think that's how I would have would have gone oh why doesn't he do the reindeer oh the yeah. reindeers are resting because they have a really big trip ahead of them so i can't take them everywhere and sometimes the airplanes are really nice and they give me some free flights so i probably would have gone down yeah. that angle yeah. i don't know what you would have said in that yeah. situation no probably about the same yeah that was that was brilliant yeah. <laughs> so any santas out there if it's uh something you want to try well actually i, I should go back a step i did consider calling virgin because I knew I was going to do that flight a couple of months in advance. I did consider calling Virgin to go, how about we do a trade? I'll come and be a Santa in the terminal for a couple of hours and you give me a free flight to Adelaide. Uh, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't get enough gumption up to, to do it, but uh, that is one thing I have thought of. And maybe we can discuss that in a future podcast about free things we've got as Santa. 
Uh, yeah. But I like that. Yeah, the uh, the idea was there. The, I, the seeds planted, and uh, maybe another time I'll I'll uh, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Sounds 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 like a plot. Let me know. Make sure you take lots of footage and photos. I think that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, and I reckon I reckon <laughs> you might get a free flight out of it. I I reckon. Well, obviously we have to wait and see when flights are, are back and normal again. But uh, yes. we can work on it in the interim. <laughs> Some of that Christmas spirit. That's exactly right. And and no doubt there's a few listeners out there that have been or seen Santas in unusual or unorthodox places. So. If you have, if you have an interesting story, send us an email, drop us a Facebook message or an Instagram, and uh, we'd love to share a couple of the stories on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Great idea. We'd love to hear from other people. So if there's any, any anything, even uh, something we've talked about today uh, or previous episodes, please get in touch if there's something you, wanna, you think we should talk about or want to share a story. That would be fantastic. Now, before we wrap up, Dave, where would be your dream place to be a Santa, whether it's orthodox or unorthodox? Ooh. Question without notice. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one. Look, I would love to be a Santa in a... I would love to try it out in a different country that's not Australia. I'd love to give it a go in the snow. Um, I'd love to... Yeah, so maybe even I would like to do it in a castle. I reckon that would be pretty cool. Um. Yeah, I would love to do it in a castle, or or my other one would be I'd love to be one of those ones on live TV one day. You know, one of those, the big candles and in, in, in ca- ca- sorry, carols and candlelight Santas yep. or something like that with the wiggles or that would be so much fun. Yeah, what about you, Jason? I would I was gonna say on carols by candlelight Santa or my window Santa. That's obviously if you can get yes. a Maya window Santa, that's a pretty. Uh, I don't. I haven't been for a long time, and I don't know if they do a Santa there or if it's a photo Santa. But that level of uh, quality that they would want for that particular role is um, is mm. something that I would be quite quite chuffed to get. But obviously, like you said, one in a castle or in a actual snow in the North Pole kind of era. That's that's probably like the pinnacle i suppose play actually playing santa rather than um being the character of santa if you if, if the, that distinction makes sense like if you're the santa yes. at the north pole that is like the pinnacle i i kind of i feel the ultimate yeah absolutely ultimate ultimate well dave thanks for another week of santa banter and telling us about your wedding yeah, and thank you um that it's such an exciting story and and we might even have a photo to post of uh, of you with uh, Santa Colin in your in your wedding outfits. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'm sure I'm sure we've got some good photos there. Amazing. Well, Dave, have a great week, and uh, we'll chat to you next week on uh, on Santa Banter. Yeah, see you then. See ya. If you'd like to get in touch, we are Santa Banter Podcast at gmail.com or search Santa Banter Podcast on Facebook or Instagram.